0: Hi, this is Mal. And this is Their Eyes Were Watching TV, a TV and film podcast. This week, we'll be discussing the Peacock film Haunt for Jesus, Save Your Soul, starring Regina Hall and Sterling K. Brown. If you have not seen this movie, uh, listen to the news, take a pause, and then come on back and join our discussion.
1: So Cam, do you want to get us started with some news?
2: Ah, uh, sure, sure. As you know, the uh, the Queen of England
0: has passed. I did hear something about that. Yes, you know she uh, held on till September to um, finally witness the greatness that is she by the way.
1: as soon as you said september i was like yes joggers
3: yes
0: spring
1: summer september
0: she's (laughs) one to remember and what
1: a fashion show you know she had fashions how wonderful Right? (laughs) (laughs) yes i you know and she told us september she didn't say which year so yeah yeah she held true to her promise she's a vague queen she's a vague queen Now, did you see? uh, There, some of her fashions were also for sale on. um, uh, What's that? What's what Cardi B be wearing and stuff? What's Uh, she in? She in Fashion Nova. Fashion Nova. I think it was Uh, Fashion Nova, and then yeah, some other stuff on Amazon. Yeah, they are calling her uh, she by somebody else. Uh, (laughs) She by she in.
0: copycat by (laughs) Sheree. oh
1: god oh Sheree, all these years and it's just you pull stuff from like amazon and like jacked it up three times the price (laughs) hey but she she finally accomplished her goal right like she finally
0: got this collection out here it is wildly overpriced and I don't know how you can order it because her website is like down but
1: <laughs> so I'm like I wonder if her website's down because like it's just not working or were people like oh my god I've got to get some Shiba Shirei immediately knowing what we know about Sharae it wasn't working, <laughs> <Some> working <really?
0: laughs> that was some spin happening
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> well I mean since we're talking about it what did you think about forget that the fashion might be available on you know Amazon or wherever (laughs) what did you think about the fashions we saw in her fashion show
0: um you know I am proud of Sheree that she was able to pull it together uh what seems like at the excuse me very last minute um you know she Mm had five fashions the day (laughs) (laughs) right um so i'm proud of her for that i mean what i saw was like you can't work out in these clothes you know people pointed it out during the show like this is unrealistic (laughs) did i expect more yes but it was so bougetto like i enjoyed it the the the, you know the like sauntering uh concept of colors walk (laughs) what was that why did she walk out so slow (laughs) i mean it was like i said it was bougietta it was so um it was sheree it was sure it It was It
1: was she indeed it was she i just wish she would have if she didn't sell anything else she should have put out joggers years ago those would have sold out based on novelty alone like if if that would have been candy candy would have had them out in like eight different colors like because you know she don't play about a check <laughs> what did she say i don't play about beat or a bag <laughs> is it, i don't play about my man or a bag or something something or a bag i can't remember Um
0: she's all about the money
1: Um yeah she'll never maybe, miss no opportunity Sheree uh Sheree fumbled that bag speaking of um just slipping in that Don Juan would be the executor of their trust. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, which what? We, <laughs> I guess we should share. Like, we went to college with Don Juan. So it's very weird. Like, he was a couple years older than us, but like it's it's very weird seeing like him just on the show, period, but also <laughs> that he could become like the executor of Candy Burrs's. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's a hefty that's a hefty
2: chunk, you know.
0: Yeah,
1: a pretty penny,
2: I'm sure.
0: Yeah, I think that's what she fun. says. I don't skip a beat
1: or a bag. A beat, okay. Yes, yes.
0: I oh, only got that tagline. It, it was
1: bothering me. <laughs> <laughs> uh What did you
0: think about the show? Uh,
1: I was pleased she finally was able to have a show with fashions. I believe it started like was it two or three hours late? Uh, I know I know Dwight was like I'm ready to go, (laughs) so that was something. Um, I'm glad she didn't give Tyrone the time of day, and she you know celebrated her night. What what was with that pimp walk?
2: Like that that
0: little
1: nineties little foot drag he was doing. I was like, sir, (laughs) Uh, what? well, I was about to say when did he get locked up? But no, he was out. He was out more recently than that. I don't know what that was worse than the little uh saunter at the end of the runway show. <laughs> oh
0: yeah <laughs> no. Tyrone, that's whack. That's whack. And to not apologize, like to come all that way and not apologize.
1: Like, yeah. So whack for that. Yeah yeah i was like you like she said like are you just trying to be on tv you trying to have your little 15 minutes what is this precisely
0: you missed the first go around so here you are back again Mm-hmm.
1: but also you oh yeah well with the fashion um there was some i i i think similar to you i expected maybe a little bit more but there was some stuff where i was like okay like that's that's cool i guess athleisure like
0: it's fine yeah i mean she could like dominate because she has like an amazing body she's known for fitness but like they weren't like anything new you know you could literally go somewhere else and buy those right now you know like they're I, not as bad. you said literally <laughs> <laughs> forward you know it's just it's got her name on it
1: yeah and that, that star <laughs> you logo.
2: don't
1: you don't
0: like the star <laughs> no it
2: it
0: it, yeah just what it doesn't feel like at all what i would expect yeah yeah it's like a energy drink logo i don't i don't know i don't like it i don't like it
1: but wait you started this out talking about queen elizabeth did you actually want to say anything about her did you just want to talk (laughs) about sheba (laughs) sheree i just wanted to talk about sheba sheree okay fair (laughs)
0: <laughs> no there was something that said uh you know she hung around long enough to see she bought tray. <laughs> when she saw those prices she said no
1: <laughs> i'm ready to go <laughs> <laughs> it's time it's time <laughs> i haven't seen it all <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Inflation is too much. Too much. <laughs> oh my god, that's too funny. Just imagine her watching like Charade's fashion show like 14 years ago and just be like, I just gotta live long enough to see if she can finally make it happen. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, This gentleman has been, like, for some reason, all up in my news lately. (laughs) Mr. Byron Allen, uh, the gentleman.
1: (laughs) We are not back to Black News Network. (laughs) You've got to be kidding me.
0: (laughs) The savior of the Black News Network is now about to do the same thing. (laughs) But for HBCU Sports. he He has an app apparently called hbcu go and it like shows all the hbcu like collegiate games and now he's partnering with cbs to bring it to like primetime broadcast uh nationwide television so it's not just like local and regional anymore um, so I mean, Byron Allen is literally out
2: here saving <laughs> black media. <laughs> like,
1: you didn't know that's actually really cool because at first, when you said like saving HBCU sports, I was like, were they in danger? But yes, because yes. it's well, I mean, with like uh, television broadcasting, like, because yeah, it's very hard to see HBCU games on TV, so that's really awesome exactly he said he did it because you know now um
0: athletes can make money off of their likeness so he's like i'm helping you know visibility with the athletes so that they can you know hopefully get endorsements to provide for themselves and then he's also you know attracting attention positive attention to the university to hopefully uh boost donations for those institution t-
2: institutions too so nice. you know he's uh he's really doing his thing out here yeah good yes. for him. yeah so big ups to
1: byron allen uh that's that's all the news that i have what you got mal all right i love that there's a way for you to get the black news network in <laughs> every episode i'm just trying to raise its profile you know that's you like want... i'm on the street team for byron allen <laughs> <laughs> <Street team. laughs> you're like uh that's like uh, you're danity kane <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah, you're like, I find a way to talk about Danny Decay in every episode. This is your Danny e. yeah, Decay. It just somehow pops up on my social media like week to week. <laughs> Doing great things. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh do you watch Dancing with the Stars? No,
0: but I saw that uh is gonna be on the next season.
1: Oh, I wasn't going to talk about Shangela. I was going to talk oh. about Vinny from Jersey Shore. <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm kidding. I was <laughs> going to talk about Shangela. <laughs> so, yeah, Shangela is going to be the first drag entertainer to compete on Dancing with the Stars. Hallelujah. She deserves. That's, yeah. That's dope,
0: her. that's dope for her. I'm happy for her. Seriously.
1: Me too. I might, like, I haven't watched Dancing with the Stars since, like, 2010 so maybe i'll like and even then i wasn't watching regularly but i might tune in to watch Angela. <laughs> yeah i think i will because she's a dancer so she should kill it like oh I that's
0: true her to
1: to wash <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um but i feel like you get surprised because i remember like when normani was on and i feel like a lot of people thought like oh well clearly she's gonna win and
2: didn't she quite did.
1: work out that Mm-mm. oh wow no, wait. Oh, I'm pretty sure she didn't. I'm almost positive. I didn't watch it. But I'm almost positive she did not win.
2: Yikes!
0: Who so, won
1: over? oh, I could could not tell you, but I'm almost positive somebody else won. Mm. Other contestants on this season of Dancing with the Stars include, as I said, Vinny from Jersey Shore, Jordan Sparks, Wayne Brady, Teresa Judice from Real Housewives of New Jersey. And Cheryl Ladd from Charlie's Angels, the TV show Charlie's Angels. Oh, so it's oh. a kind of stacked cast.
2: The ragtag, yeah. <laughs> Not ragtag. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. <laughs> you know. Teresa Giudice, Benny.
0: Wayne Brady, Jordan Sparks. I mean, I guess it's all the reality TV.
1: Oh, yeah it is yeah except for Cheryl Ladd yeah <laughs> and then there's like I don't know I don't follow these TikTok people but like I think her name is Charlie Diamelo or D'Amelio something like that I know so she's very popular on TikTok and I feel like forgive me if I'm confusing her with another white young TikToker but I think she maybe got in trouble for like popularizing some like dances that like black tiktokers originated that sounds familiar yeah uh but her and her mom are on the show and apparently they have some reality show about their family that i did not know existed but still keeping with the reality vein for the contestants hmm yeah Don't they, they usually have like an athlete there's no athlete this season yeah mm. I don't know. Apparently, I've closed that tab, so <laughs> <laughs> I cannot tell you. We will never know. <laughs> I listed the people who jumped out at me. So. <laughs> Which is honestly more than I expected, so. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough.
0: But yes, yeah, so I'll definitely check out an episode or two for Shangie. Yeah, not Shang-Gi. Angela, Shangela. <laughs> Weeba. Were... I think that's right. That sounds right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A sequel to the hit uh, I believe late 90s show Ally McBeal is in the works. Oh, a sequel? Yes, and it is going to have a black female lead. How is this a sequel? So there is, um, so I didn't watch Ally McBeal even as like a kid. It felt annoying to me. (laughs) maybe
0: a <laughs> black friend she did have a black yes. friend.
1: <laughs> maybe i would like it now but as i didn't i didn't like that that like early cgi dancing baby i thought it was creepy it was i wasn't yeah i was not into it but yes her friend uh played by lisa nicole carson uh-huh. um supposedly had a daughter and that daughter is going to be um the uh the main character of this like new Ally McBeal reboot sequel whatever trying to make partner <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up because I died when I saw that Netflix movie. Is it I think is it called Partner?
0: I think it's a show like oh is it a show like like trying to be partner or yes yes I know what you're talking about it's like an Asian lady
1: yes and uh yeah the whole show is about her trying to make partner as we said in our episode about wrath uh that lifetime movie with michelle williams every film or television show about a lawyer they are trying to make partner (laughs) and like aspiration right (laughs) and when i saw this netflix show like the trailer for it i was thinking i know so many people who are lawyers I have several lawyers in my family. I don't know anyone who has ever tried to make partner. I don't know how this has become like a media trope, but like it feels a little unrealistic.
0: Right. They're a little more layered than
1: that. Right. Oh, Oh yeah. I forgot your fiance is a lawyer. Has he ever, is he trying to make partner or...
2: No, absolutely not.
0: <laughs> but yeah, did you ever watch Ally McBeal? Uh, not so much in real time, but there was a period a couple of years ago when I went back and
2: watched it. I didn't finish oh, it, wow. but I watched it. Okay. So, yeah. Did you like it? Uh, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, it's like, it's like Grey's Anatomy, you
0: know. Everybody wants this one, you know, white woman and... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just kind of all about her sexual liberation or what have you. It's fine. It's fine. You know, you mm-hmm. see, you seen 'em them all.
1: How did you feel about the dancing baby?
0: I don't know if I got to the dancing baby part. Okay. I watched it long enough.
1: Okay, it's probably but the best. I remember in
0: real time it being weird and creepy and not understanding it.
1: Okay, okay. So I wasn't crazy as a kid. Like it is weird, right? No, it's weird. How- but I think it's, you know, just like a
2: you
0: know uh like a manis-
1: manifestation of
2: what's
0: in her head kind of deal
1: mm, yeah i think it's supposed to be like her biological time clock or something ticking yeah. when is this coming out i don't think they've said it yet they just said it's an early development at abc so i don't think there's like an estimated um you know premiere date for it yet so one of my faves, Jane Fonda, uh, unfortunately announced that she has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Oh no! And, yeah, and she oh. had to start chemo treatments, but she said uh, this is a very treatable cancer. 80% of people survive, so I feel very lucky.
2: Oh. And
1: Yeah, and she also touched on the fact that, you know, she has Uh, health insurance and has access to the best doctors and treatments. And, you know, kind of talked about her privilege and being Mm. able to have that and that, you know, everyone should have access to that quality of health care. So she seems to be doing pretty well. She's uh, doing chemo for six months. And so far, she said she's, uh, you know, been handling pretty well. And she doesn't want to let it uh, interfere with her activism. So yeah, you know, prayers up for her. Um, I'm a very big fan of her work, so um, you know, hoping this uh, uh, the chemo will help with this, and she'll um, you know be able to go into remission. Yeah, we need Jane around a little while Indeed, indeed. Girl, you know it's true. There's an upcoming biopic yeah. on late '80s, early '90s duo Millie Vanilli. Oh, yeah. oh 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 okay yeah yeah and the biopic is actually called girl you know it's true <laughs> oh
2: interesting interesting okay
1: you who's playing a million vanilla uh they're two uh for the pictures the casting looks pretty spot on just from the pictures <laughs> they do look quite a bit uh like rob and fab which were uh you know the real names of the two guys in millie and apparently um oh i'm sorry those two guys one is german and one is french apparently oh yeah so oh, they you know. weren't related they didn't know each other no robin no they weren't related. <laughs> i thought they were brothers no i think they were both like models or backup dancers or something Mm. and then they were they dreads it. or were they dreads or were they or were they locks or were they braids shit that's it in my mind they were locks but now i'm like what That's
0: they? what i thought too so i'm like were they were those real they just both happened to have them oh hold france on. and then germany <laughs> you said in what germany <laughs>
2: <laughs> in france and in germany they had them separately
0: and looked like that's
1: that's uncanny. Oh no! I'm looking now. Wow, they were braids. Oh, they were braids. They were. Those oh were my braids. gosh, Don't Yeah, they got it. They got it. Crochet braids. Wow. No. <laughs> <Crochets>. <laughs> wow. In my mind, they were definitely locks, but these are. Wow, these are. I'm actually about to send you this picture. This is wow. <laughs> <laughs> I've just really auto corrected these locks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, look at the wavy ends Look at the wavy
1: Um,
0: Oh, the roots, though. My goodness.
1: Yeah, they've been in for a few
0: weeks. Oh, the in the blue? Oh, my gosh. Okay, they don't look as similar as I remember them looking either.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. No. The
0: one no. has like light
1: eyes.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah
1: but yeah apparently this biopic has been in the work for years but it took a long time um for the people the filmmakers to get rights to millie vanilli's music and it sounds like this film is going to take a more sympathetic view of the duo um than what they were met with when you know the world found out they were lip-syncing in the early 90s so interested to see that um but it's crazy how like prevalent this was in the 90s Cause, you know, we had like cnc music factory and black box like both using martha wash's vocals and like putting a model up front to like lip sync like this was like such like a huge like uh or common relatively common thing in that yeah. time period or even now the girls at
2: their
0: concerts
1: just be lip syncing away you know but, it, <laughs> but at least they're lip syncing to their own voices i feel like now like you can clean it up in post production but mm. like these girls like they weren't well girls and guys like they weren't singing at all like that's true that's true yeah
0: didn't they tr- did they try and put an album out of them singing afterwards
1: they did i think they did one maybe in like 92 93 and then uh sadly they tried to do another one in like 96 but um rob he uh, died from, um, I believe, an accidental overdose. Of One like, of the Millie's? Yeah, this is like, uh, I think, 1998. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah, it was 1998. So, so yeah, they were going to put out an album in 1998 of them singing again. But, um, yeah, I believe it was from alcohol and prescription drugs, and they deemed it accidental. Dang. Yeah, yeah so you know it's hard to you know not wonder how much of his issue with addiction was because you know uh the shame that came from people finding out they were lip-syncing and making fun of them and i mean that has to feel pretty shitty yeah how did we find out was it like a record skip situation <laughs> it was edited. <and> <laughs> I forgot until you said this but it was I believe it was actually girl uh or don't you know it's true whatever that song's ca- called because it was like don't you know it's don't you know it's don't you know it's and I believe one of them maybe started trying to like running man to it and yeah it was it was just it was too late and the last thing I have this is not really TV or film but you've seen Tariq uh the corn kid right Oh, it's gone. <laughs> yes. it's so cute. <laughs> Super adorable. And he has been named South Dakota's Corn Ambassador. So just <laughs> very happy oh, for him. That is so adorable. <laughs> Got the juice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Too precious. Um, have you been
0: seeing this weird publicity around the Don't Worry Darling?
1: No. <laughs> oh my god i can i cannot believe i forgot to include that in news i've been following that like a hulk yes what's
0: going on <laughs> why is there so much drama
2: around this movie
1: it seems like a lot of it is stemming from olivia well oh messy queen messy queen yes so apparently like so something i this is like happened later because I didn't even realize originally Shia LaBeouf was supposed to be Harry Styles' character Mm -hmm. but apparently she um, I can't remember what happened but like Shia like and you know Shia's not a great person but he released texts that basically showed there was no bad blood and like there was no issues between him and Florence but Olivia told the like I guess public that like Florence did not feel comfortable. Florence Pugh did not feel comfortable working with Shia, mm. right? And then uh, she told—I don't know what her issue with Florence is. I maybe something happened, but I believe she told press that Florence wasn't going to be able to attend uh, the Venice Film Festival because she was had like I don't know was filming or had some kind of conflict, mm-hmm. and then. <laughs> florence showed up in venice that's why everybody gagged because i saw the video of like her walking in purple like holding a drink and i was just like why like do people just like her outfit like why is everybody so whatever Uh and but that's why because uh olivia said she couldn't come and when she was talking about her called her miss flow so now like florence put up i can't remember florence put up a picture but i know her like makeup or hair person put up a picture of her after like you know she got finished getting ready and she captioned it miss flow so it was like direct shade at olivia um and then people were saying that harry and like or harry was kind of you know being cold shoulder to olivia when they were all doing press together so people were like are they about to break up did they break up like
3: Mm-mm.
1: yeah so there's like just there's so many so many moving parts in that drama Did he spit on Chris Pine or no? No. So, like, I... Because even when I saw that video, I'm like, there's no way that Chris Pine... Like, I don't think there's anybody, any way anyone would have been that calm if somebody spit on them. (laughs) And so people said, like, apparently he was... Chris Pine was looking for his sunglasses. And then I don't know if when Harry was about to sit down, if he pointed or if Chris just happened to look down and noticed they were, like, in his lap but mm-hmm. he like looked down and then picked up his sunglasses oh, and then oh. um harry did a concert uh somewhere in the states uh, a few days ago and he was like you know glad to be back um you know for the show or whatever i had to pop over to venice so i could spit on chris pine real quick <laughs> so he did not spit on chris pine <laughs> oh the made-up stories better <laughs> 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 but yes oh my god that i was talking to like two of my coworkers. we had a whole group chat about it 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 was very entertaining for the past do <laughs> <years. laughs> <laughs> you want to see that movie
2: what movie
1: don't oh worry, darling um i don't even know what it's about honestly <laughs> all this
0: hubbub
1: what it's (laughs) about (laughs) that's what everybody's like i would rather just see like a behind the scenes of the actual movie (laughs) but yeah i want to see um i've been seeing you know all the people who were there the uh four of them and then like nick kroll but like kiki lane is also in the movie and i haven't seen her in any of the press stuff who's kiki lane uh she was the um Female lead in um, if Bill Street could talk, and she was also oh. in the old guard with Charlize Theron on Netflix. Okay, yeah, so she's in it. Um, but I haven't seen her doing any press, so well, this is a very long
2: news section. for <laughs> this is-
1: It was what? your fault talking about <laughs> because ba- you talked about <laughs> She by ba- Charade, that's what took up the bulk of the time. <laughs> because you know I had a lot of thoughts on that (laughs) all right so today we are talking about as Cam mentioned uh the Peacock well it's a focus features film and focus features I found out is a Comcast company which is probably why it uh premiered on Peacock simultaneously with theaters and it is about Pastor Lee Curtis Chowles and his wife, First Lady Trinity Chowles, of the Wander to Greater Paths Baptist Church, which is, of course, supposed to be in Atlanta because where else would it be? hmm And uh, it is from twin filmmakers, Adon and Adama Ibo. Oh. Yeah. So they apparently made a short film of this first and then it got um, I believe they showed it at Sundance. And then it ended up being um made into a feature film with uh executive producer Jordan Pill and Daniel kaluuya also kaluuya also serves as a producer.
0: Oh, I was wondering why I saw like the monkey paw. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Don't snow.
1: So I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. Um not the movie was not at all what I expected. I'm saying I was like, "This is wow, okay, wow, all right." Uh, it, it had levels. It had
0: levels, you know.
1: It did, and it, not at all saying that in a bad way, but wow, I expected straight up comedy, and
0: yeah, I, I expected like scary movie, but like the gospel church version, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. just parody of church. And they gave you parody and like seriousness and like real, real, real stuff.
1: Yeah, and it was it was very interesting um, because I watched, um, and this film stars Stur- or Regina Hall as uh, First Lady Trinity Chow's and Sterling K. Brown as Pastor Lee Curtis Charles. And um I watched like a little interview with them and um Adon and Adama. And um Adon and Adama were saying they did not want to, you know, they didn't want to make fun of the church. And mm. they said they wanted <laughs> so little. They did I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm I was a little surprised to hear them say that, but <laughs> I think they they said they wanted people who were you know, kind of familiar with it and like would come at it with like some level of respect. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, you know, having like Regina and Sterling, it could kind of be like, well, we're doing XYZ like and you know how that goes. And like you don't have to explain it. It's just kind of like, oh yeah, like we we know about this or whatever. Like we've experienced yeah. this. Right. So yeah, it definitely gave uh pulled at the heartstrings a little more. <laughs> I was expecting, especially like a lot of the scenes with Regina playing Trinity. Yeah, I I did feel bad for her for sure. Watch well, certain parts. Watching the movie, not
0: fully, but certain parts.
1: Yes. So, as I said, Lee Curtis is the pastor of Wander to Greater Pass, which is a mega church in Atlanta. Estimated twenty-five. They tell us an estimated twenty-five thousand members. Before uh the scandal caused the mass exodus, and the church had been closed for, I believe, a few months since that happened.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So as soon as I see this, I'm like, "Oh, it's like a financial thing. Like he was caught stealing money. It's IRS. It's something along those lines." Uh huh. And I, I, I just came in watching that. Yeah, you know, I feel like that's something we can all laugh at. It's, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <It's amazing. laughs> I was like maybe we can't laugh at that I don't know (laughs) I mean to me you know financial things like obviously would not be cool if he was stealing money from his congregants yeah but it's it's a different level and we'll get to what it's a different level from so basically they have a documentary team following them around because they want to You know, one, they want to get membership back up at their church because they've lost a lot of members to a neighboring church called Heaven's House Baptist Church with co-pastors, Shakura and Keon Sumter. And uh, Shakura, played by Nicole Bahari, and, you know, they were kind of like a smaller church. And now, you know, everybody, the scandal happened, everybody from WTGP, they need to find a new church home. so they move over to heaven's house and so you know they were
0: former congregants right
1: weren't they they were and until they stepped out on their own yes so you know lee curtis is trying to he's like you know this is this ain't gonna hold me down and you see like when they're filming with um the documentarians he's very flashy he's very um you know he's talking about all of his designer his Prada his Gucci his you know YSL etc that he has and I feel like I almost feel like the film was trying to make you think it was a money thing that he got in trouble for because oh,
2: yeah. take you on a roller coaster
1: yes because like he um early in the film he shows us like this room that's full of like you know a bunch of suits and stuff that he would wear for service and you know he's showing. <laughs> you know, all of this stuff. And he's like, you know, I feel like for this, uh, they're planning to reopen on Easter. That's going to be their big reopening. And he's like, I feel like I need something new. And Trinity, his wife, the first lady, she's like, mm, you know, babe, I don't know. I think, you know, you got you got plenty here. Like, I don't think you really need something new. And so like from Jump, like you kind of see like Trinity trying to like make sure Lee Curtis doesn't make too much of a mess. Like she's always kind of trying to like rein him in and clean up his mess basically Mm -hmm. so yeah so you definitely think it's like babe like don't flaunt your wealth like you know because you just got caught in some kind of financial thing like that's that's what it feels like
0: I thought it was funny how they um uh, when he was talking about you know all of his fancy you know possessions he was calling them divine additions and sanctified success (laughs) yes I'm like if that ain't weaponizing <laughs>
1: Just shoot. Uh. and he was like oh you know the lord has blessed me and blah 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 and I'm right like, mm. i don't know if you want to put that on the lord but okay so you kind of like as i said at the beginning you you find out there's a scandal you don't know what it is But then you kind of get bits and pieces through, like, news, like, little clips of the news through people talking, um, like, former congregation members, et cetera, and we find out it's sexual misconduct allegations. Yeah. So, you know, you kind of automatically assume, like, oh, he was, you know, getting too close to, you know, the the church ladies and, you know. a baby on the side. (laughs) Right, (laughs) right you know, getting too close to a deaconess, something like that. So I think that's kind of like the first time too, because you see them, I think it's like them coming out of the court maybe. And it's like mm-hmm. coming out, you know, like Trinity always tries to have on, a, you know, professional face or I don't know, professional, or like, you know, just kind of <laughs> like a happy face. Like she doesn't, yeah. she always wants to, Um. she's very caught up in like, I mean, they both are. But she always wants to have the appearance and everything's fine. You know, we're working through it. We're praying about it. Everything's good. And then in that clip where you find out about the, it's, you know, sexual misconduct. You When you see her get in the car, you see her like, you know, her smile drops and she looks unhappy. So yeah. I feel like, yeah, that's kind of like the first sign that like, okay, like everything's not all good.
0: Yeah, she definitely wears a mask and you see Oof. it. Come on and off, and my favorite is the last (laughs) last
1: one—the literal (laughs) mask. That one made me laugh. (laughs) So then, like, we see them like laying in bed one night, and Trinity, you know, reaches over and she's, you know, I guess feeling frisky and wants to have some, you know, relation, some intimacy with her husband, and so you know, they start kissing and whatever and he wants to have sex doggy style and she's like can we please just do it the regular way like she wants to do missionary uh-huh. and so he's trying but he's unable to perform that way so mm-hmm. then he's like oh baby can you just you know please like basically like you know give me head and so yep. she she does that and that's pretty much it so we're seeing her needs in many ways are not getting met and you know when I saw that I just thought it was like you know is he not really attracted to his wife or you know like what's what's happening where Mm -hmm. like he can't look at her to have sex with her yeah at first I mean I was thinking
0: maybe it was one of those like he wanted to do freaky stuff and his wife didn't and now Mm -hmm. then like Yes, he got caught cheating now she's trying to like appease the freakier side of him right but that was wrong
1: yeah and even like in that scene because i was kind of surprised like because by this point we know it's like sexual misconduct that was the yeah. scandal so i'm just like oh like i'm i wouldn't wanna, like, i would not want to like i feel like it would it would take me a while to build that trust back up like i probably wouldn't be ready to like be intimate, or even, like, like, don't touch me. So, yeah. like, do you think, like, she actually wanted to be intimate with him, or she was trying to, like, find ways to, I don't know, I guess, make him happy or try to, like, s- satisfy his needs?
2: <sighs>
1: um, I think
0: because she kind of changed throughout the movie, like, I started, like, when I saw that scene initially, I thought, she really just like wanted to sleep with her husband, you know she's mm-hmm. you know sexually frustrated or what have you. she wants to sleep with him. then when I see her later on in the movie and how she's a little bit of a puppeteer in some of this and how she you know knows how to basically manage and wrangle him, maybe maybe it was to you know satisfy him and just get him to calm down and do his job <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so you think it was more about trying to get him to do his job and stay focused versus like trying to i guess keep him faithful
0: I, I think it's a little bit of i don't know i i don't know who she is a little bit i was a little like i feel like almost not quite night and day but there was like that one scene in the basketball gym after that where i was like oh is she behind all this i thought so she's aware. She's she's now.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's true.
0: So this is more calculated than you know. I don't want I don't want to get ahead, but it just it that made me shift my perspective of her where I'm just like I, I don't know if she's as innocent as I thought.
1: <laughs> mm, okay. Okay. And we will we will come back. We'll circle back to that basketball uh scene, but yeah, then shortly after that, we see a clip of him preaching pre scandal, and he's talking about how the homosexual agenda devalues marriage. And I was like, Really? But not your cheating? Like, the, <laughs> the cheating that's directly affecting your marriage is that's a okay, and you'll be forgiven, and whatever. Exactly. And it just made me think about how, like, some, you know, church people and church leaders try to um you know excuse their indiscretions by condemning others and I'm like well how are you how are you doing xyz but you're like oh no but this thing that I'm not doing is the problem like that that feels very convenient
0: oh yeah and this is where I started to put two and two together like Mm -hmm. once this happened I was like oh I was like oh any anytime they are loudly condemning something it's usually you know an admission of some sort
1: yeah they're trying to fight their own demons yes i am ashamed to say i still did not put it together i was just like (laughs) boy shut up like (laughs) worry about yourself (laughs) (laughs) so um you know as the first lady does trinity loves a good church at and (laughs) she is at a store called i don't know how to pronounce it i'm sorry saints uh B- bathsheba's bonnets okay so i was shocked because she was looking at some of the hats and some of the hats were like over two three thousand oh, okay. dollars i didn't realize they ran that much
2: if
0: it's like you know if bathsheba's back there making them i mean oh, okay
1: wait who is bathsheba i'm guessing somebody in the bible <laughs> yeah <laughs> who is she <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I thought you knew that i doubt very seriously bapsheba's back there making them she's probably somebody in bc
0: oh well you know she said it had some special lace on it so i'm assuming it's the the quality of the materials and that they're probably hand
1: you know like custom made
0: would be the price Uh,
1: ain't no lace costed two thousand dollars i'm sorry i mean but that's their entire thing you know excess and i mean i could see them cost you know maybe like three (laughs) hundred (laughs) dollars even up to like seven hundred i just can't imagine paying over a thousand dollars for a hat multiple thousands of dollars
0: oh yeah especially what looked like you know kind of like the you know those like pop-up shops and malls kind of kind of deal. Like it did look like a boutique or It like... definitely
1: looked like a pop-up store <laughs> Like a, it was a Halloween spirit or whatever. Very temporary. <laughs> right. They don't even have permanent. it's
0: like a banner <laughs> right. front That'll come down
2: once they're done.
1: <laughs> I will say though. I love the, like, the history and the culture of, like, Black women wearing church hats. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Like, they're some very beautiful and, you know, elaborate hats. And I remember my grandmother had a hat on her um, coffee table. It was called Crowns. And it was just a a coffee table photo book of, you know, Black women wearing church hats. And it was Mm. was it was it was gorgeous so you know i I love that they you know kind of spotlighted that because that is like a very um a you know, very big cultural thing for mm-hmm. for african americans but while trinity is in the store looking at hats and you know just on a little shopping spree she sees some teenagers um or you know young adults outside the store and she her mood completely changes she's completely shook and she's like i tell the film crew you know i need a second and so i was like what like i at first i thought i was like are they filming her are they like oh that's that woman married to that man right <laughs> yeah i was like what the hell is going on and then um you know we see her in the food court and she's just watching the same group of teens like just like staking them out and so you don't really you don't really know what's happening And then, you know, we get another little snippet um, to fill in the missing pieces that the sexual misconduct allegations against Lee Curtis were with young men. Mm -hmm. And so the group she's watching includes, um, I don't know if it was just one of the young men or maybe two of them who had been, um, I, I mean, groomed by Lee Curtis, basically.
2: Or,
0: what
1: we find out later definitely grew me,
0: yes, but at the time, you think it's just you know it could still be untrue, you know, maybe maybe these are you don't know, but in I believed it I <laughs> <from the
2: jump>. said <laughs> you know,
0: I feel like it definitely wasn't like confirmed until well, once you start putting everything together, like how he wanted to have sexual relations with his wife and Mm. him condemning it in the church and him being accused of this and then you know this coming up scene but that definitely like nailed the coffin for me yeah absolutely it's also how i knew it was the eddie long story as well once Mm. once it was uh our bishop eddie long once it was um the young boys. Oh yeah. Yeah. And because Ed, Eddie Long's in Atlanta too, right? hmm He had like yeah. a church of twenty five thousand. Mm. <laughs> he was accused of this. It like destroyed his church. His wife was gonna divorce him and she decided to stay with him. Oh wow. And, and yeah, he was accused of like gifting them things through the church and grooming young boys and mm-hmm.
1: yeah oh shit it's exactly the same story yeah it's his story because I remember when that happened but like I did not know the ins and outs of it at all yeah so then after we find out like this is what the sexual misconduct allegations were we see Lee Curtis saying you know like I, I I mentored these kids you know I was trying to save them I was trying to help them And so basically, it's like, you're admitting you groomed them. And I'm imagining this was probably some kind of like, young men's ministry, probably that he created, so he could get close to these young boys, probably, you know, I'm sure it started probably when they were teenagers. And, um, you know, I don't want to say he was smart about it, but like, you know, probably strategically waited until they were over 18 to make a move so you know he can't get hit with like a statutory rape case or something like that
2: oh.
1: um but yeah like i i feel like he targeted you know impressionable boys who um or you know boys who were just like impressionable in general or boys who he thought might you know might be queer and so now you know they're They're barely adults, and like he's known them for so long, they have this trust with him. So, like, you know, if he hits on them or whatever, they're probably like, oh, like he really cares about me. So, this is this is okay. And you know, I have this strong love for him. So, maybe it's okay for it to be physical love as well.
0: Or he's financially providing for me in order for me to keep this going.
1: (laughs) That too. Yes. do yeah and that really reminded me of i i met someone who was telling me that they had a relationship i i should put relationship in quotes with a high school teacher when Mm. they were in high school Mm. and um you know this person is you know identifies as a gay man now but at the time was very also very into the church Mm. and so you know I feel like that's also a dangerous thing because you know probably hearing stuff like Lee Curtis was saying like you know having these uh, you know attraction to people of your same sex is wrong and blah 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 so you're trying to repress it and then here is you know this adult who probably picks up on something yeah and then you know he corners you say corners but like you know he he zones in on that and he can take advantage of you and make you feel like this is some kind of equal relationship when it's not yeah and i think that was like another big part of this movie how like sometimes you know like obviously religion faith whatever it can be a very good thing it can bring peace to a lot of people but it can also be used for a lot of evilness and i think this was like a very good display of that
2: yeah that um that
0: gym scene where is that where you're going Um, that's
1: that that's literally the next thing i have yeah yeah i thought it was when he
0: was kind of like talking about the scandal uh like you said he was admitting it um, he said no one was hurt with me and not by me and I'm like now that's some coded language there <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. like wouldn't you just say I didn't hurt anybody <laughs> like I think that's what he eventually ended with but that's where he started with was nobody was hurt with me or mm-hmm. by me I don't know he was just
3: yeah it was
0: getting creepier and creepier and more r kelly
1: yes by the moment (laughs) yes exactly exactly so yeah so now you know we get to um the scene i guess it's like the church gym and he's in the gym with um i think maybe he's like a the boom mic operate operator or something Mm -hmm. young black guy and you know as as you just said, you know he's talking to him a little bit about the scandal, and then randomly he's like, you know, how old you got to be to get a job like this? Like what, nineteen twenty? And the guy's like, I mean, I, I don't really know. I'm twenty six. And you know, Lee Curtis keeps getting closer and closer. Um, and he's like, oh, like okay, you're twenty six. And then um, you know, he's acting like he's being playful with him, but I think especially knowing what we know now, like, it feels very uncomfortable. Yeah, how close he's getting. And then eventually, and the so the guy sitting down on the bleachers, Lee Curtis is standing up, and he touches his face. And he says so much scruff. And he's, you know, saying, like, you know, I, I shave regularly, like, that's how I knock off, like, you know, eight years off my age. And then the crew guy replies, my boyfriend digs it. And then that makes Lee Curtis back off. Yeah. Which I thought was I thought was interesting because I think Lee Curtis you know obviously Lee Curtis doesn't want to identify as gay or bi or queer. Mm-hmm. And so I think having you know this this guy this part of this crew member say you know something about his boyfriend. Lee Curtis is like oh no like <laughs> I ain't with that gay shit. <laughs> like right um and it it makes him back up and also I think you know like oh I've been clocked like this this guy knows what's up you know
2: yeah
1: um but as you said like we see Trinity is out in the hallway and she's seeing this happen and so after the crew member leaves Trinity comes in and she's like we just paid out an insane amount of money and now you about to get us in trouble again Mm -hmm. trying to mess with somebody else all right. I'm trying to be first lady again. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> Better get it together.
1: <laughs> but the scene, I think also, um, you know, reinforces, or we see again, his obsession with youth, you know, messing with these, you know, very, very young men slash, you know, teenagers, basically. And also, you know, he says several times things to Trinity about um Oh, don't wear that, don't wear that hat. That's gonna make us yeah. look like, old. Like, oh, you know, we gotta, we gotta look young. We gotta appeal to, you know, the younger audience, whatever. Like he definitely has like a very big obsession with youth. So one of the biggest conflicts in the film is that um I mentioned Heaven's House Baptist Church. Um they they've gotten so many members from the Wander to Greater Path church that they can't fit them all. And they're, you know, they're, they're humble little church. So they're going to have to open a second location and they're planning to open the second location on Easter, which is the same day that um, Lee Curtis and Trinity uh, is planning their big reopening. So, you know, they're trying to appeal to them like, Hey, like, you know, why don't you push it back or push it up or whatever. And uh, basically the pastors at heaven's house are like, Hmm. No, we're you know, we gotta stick with this. This is what I guess God spoke to us and told us, you know, Mm -hmm. we should open on this day. So Lee Curtis is like, baby, I got it. Like, we're gonna open a week early. We don't need to wait. We don't need to wait for Easter. Let's open a week early and let's get out and advertise that we're opening a week early. So he wants to do roadside promotion, which is (laughs) which is only him and Trinity and (laughs) basically him preaching through a megaphone and trinity holding up a sign that says honk does it say honk for jesus or honk if you love jesus honk for jesus just honk for jesus okay and then a bunch of like texts and small writing that (laughs) no one can can see (laughs) so you know like they're they're out there for a while They're they're getting a couple honks like it's going okay. And then a woman comes up carrying like an infant and basically costs Trinity and she's like, you know, you're married to that man who's doing all this horrible shit and just basically, is you know, getting at her. Like, why would you, basically, why would you stay? Like, if you know he's this terrible person and you're just sitting up here, like, reaping the benefits of his money and, you know, his... I guess, past influence, like, you should be ashamed of yourself. And at the same time this is happening, Lee Curtis ends up getting an encouraging word from a man who's picking up traffic. (laughs) I'm sorry, who's picking up trash? And, you know, he's saying that he, um, he, you know, was a member of their church. And he's like, you know, I just thank you because I became a completely different person after hearing your word, blah, blah, blah and then as he's walking away we see that he's picking up trash because he is currently incarcerated so, I, miss that. I miss that part. yeah it said he was like a fulton county penitentiary inmate or <laughs> so i'm like what i don't know what that was trying to tell us about um you know maybe lee curtis's word not being that great
0: <laughs> All right like what what changed what's different <laughs>
1: yeah um uh, but i i just i thought that scene was great too because like seeing the juxtaposition of like lee curtis is the one who fucked up
3: and he's
1: like trinity's like having to take a brunt of you know the shame and the consequences like she's getting yelled at and he's getting hugged and getting praised you know
2: yeah
1: And I think just through this whole movie, like it was very, I think that was like this, mainly from Trinity's character, like the sadness that I wasn't expecting to get with this movie. But, you know, I feel like we see it a lot with men who fuck up and then the women who stay with them for whatever reason, you know, like Hillary Clinton, um, (laughs) even like, uh, oh, you know what? It made me think of, you know, Derrick Jackson. Like I think this was like last year. He was like supposed to be like a relationship coach. He started that whole like hashtag oh, Black yeah. men don't cheat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. then when he got ch- caught cheating, he put out oh, that yeah. video with his wife, and she was wearing what looked like a bonnet. A bonnet. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. It was a bonnet. She looked like a hostage. How <laughs> Regina looked in half this movie.
1: Exactly, and like it's just it's so frustrating to have to see like women you know, like, put up with that and, like, basically, like, it's like these men do these things and then they want to have, like, baby, like, you gotta come sit with me because I want the people to see you're still on my team and that's gonna get me sympathy. And for me, like, even if you decide to stay with someone who publicly embarrasses you, let them do the apology by themselves. Why Why are you up there? Right. Like, I didn't fuck up. I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna you know be shamed or feel embarrassed or feel uncomfortable like you need to do this on your own but constantly we see women standing standing by their men
0: right but that
1: that's why it's like
0: can you feel bad for her especially the scene before that where they're in the gym where she's basically like you need to get out there and make us on top again in this preacher game because i'm trying to be first lady and you know she seemed to be in it like, clearly, like, she knew this was, like, a, a partnership. Like, this is a mutually beneficial arrangement. And yeah. love being first lady. And, yeah. that's like, what matters to her? Like, first lady kind of at all costs.
1: I think that's, like, another big thing. Like, women who stay with men who, you know, have a lot of money or power or influence because they don't want to give up that lifestyle. And I think we were seeing a lot of that here. Um, and I think on top of the, again, the Christianity thing and feeling that shame of like, you know, this is God ordained this marriage. I should work it out. And, uh, we see it a lot when, um, Trinity calls her mom to come visit because she needs someone to vent to, you know, we don't really, the whole film, we don't see Trinity with any friends. No. Any other family besides her mom, so she has to talk to somebody about this, and then you know she's venting to her mom about you know I don't know if this is the end of end of the road for me and Lee Curtis and her mom says sometimes my child can be so damn foolish and basically challenges her Christianity and shames her for even considering leaving the marriage no you know and that's that's to me a huge problem with Christianity and like any strict religion in general, like the pressure to stay in something that's so terrible and so toxic, just because you know there's some kind of belief that it's ordained or God sent or whatever. But I don't, I don't think God would like want anyone to stay in some kind of situation where they're unhappy, especially in a romantic relationship.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess it it goes to forgiveness, right? Like, do you think? A pastor who violates God's law or violates the trust of his congregants should be allowed to, like, stay in ministry.
1: Mm. I don't know. Because, I mean, yeah, I feel like a big Christianity thing is, like, you're supposed to forgive, right? You're supposed to forgive, but you're also not supposed to sin and break, Yeah, you know, Ten Commandments. See, and it's, that's the thing. I feel like there's, with super religious people and you know whatever organized religion I feel like there's so many contradictions like that and so and I also like I I don't like I I've heard you know every sin is equal and I don't believe that like (laughs) I don't like we can't compare like again if it was like a money thing versus him grooming young boys like we can't act like that's the same thing
2: right
1: right so i i don't know you have to ask a more saintly person than i
0: yeah so i guess it's like if you can if you can decide to like follow someone continue to follow someone in their scandal you know religiously you know
2: you can do it in a marriage too yeah and apparently
0: you know she has known about it so it's not like it's not new information she's gotten along to get along you know yeah
1: and i mean yeah i think that's that's another big thing like just not wanting to give up like i've put in a lot of work to get you to this point too i'm not about to give up my way of life right and it's it's interesting because you see her like being really
0: like timid and not really like vocalizing that much in the beginning. Like she's clearly of the mindset mm-hmm. this documentary is a bad idea. <laughs> yes. Um, and even you know when he he's like you know pretty much like deflating her and like speaking down to her the whole movie, mm-hmm. and then. <laughs> Since they are uh, doing their roadside marketing, he is chastising her for not putting enough heart and gusto into it. (laughs) Like she decides to put on the like, you know, face paint of a praise dancer (laughs) and do a praise dance on the side of the road to get
2: people to come in,
0: and. I died laughing like that, that part <laughs> that part. <laughs> and then her like pretty much having her breaking point after that, <laughs> like realizing how ridiculous.
2: Yeah, she
0: starts to verbalize like what is going on. and she realized how ridiculous this is that you band <laughs> to put you in this position looking like a straight up fool. Yes. <laughs> For his church that he lost <laughs> because he was up to some BS. That was just funny to me when she <laughs> had that whole realization in that face.
1: <laughs> like, I also loved like how they would some like especially in that scene it's very noticeable how they go between like the documentary cameras versus like their point of view yeah and we see it switch because like the documentary cameras he's like baby like we got to go all out like this isn't enough and she's like i willed out like this little like jesus <laughs> statue for you like i thought that was going big and he was like no we need more and then he's he does his little mime hands and she's like no and then it like switches to her point of view and as you said, he's, like, berating her, like, like, you don't believe my vision, like, you know, like, we're trying to get this church back off the ground, so I assumed either he would be doing it, or they would both be doing it, so when I, when I thought it was only her, shocked, Like, and it was, like, I, like, I instantly laughed when she was doing her little praise oh. dance but it was also like really heartbreaking because like it is this Regina acting her ass off because like you could see how humiliated like Trinity was like doing this like she really didn't want to do this but she was still like trying That's to really, get a yeah.
0: like, why is that the universal like praise dance makeup like who <laughs> established this ghost like makeup
1: which <laughs> was <I can't>... appropriate <laughs> I have to ask you because like I okay just for I guess audience background I grew up primarily Jehovah's Witness so like I did not grow up with like a lot of uh you know this kind of Holy Ghost kind of (laughs) church stuff but I do have like my dad's family's Baptist and my mom's father's family's Amy Zion so like you know I would I I've, I've, I had enough church experience where I can recognize these things mm-hmm. but the first time I saw praise dancing I think I was in high school maybe early college and my mom's dad's family has an AME Zion like family church and we mm-hmm. were there and I saw like this 13, 14 year, year old girl praise dance and I was just I feel like I was looking around like what is happening <laughs> like what I had never seen it before, and I was just like, "Like everybody's cool with this." Like, like it was so, and like I don't want to make light of it because, like, I know like it probably means a lot to people. But just like when it's something you've never seen before, like it was, it was, it was really wild. So I wanted, like, did you grow up like seeing praise dancing in your church? Is it something that just started in the two thousands, or like has it been around for a while? Um,
0: I will say I have participated in the praise <laughs> no!
1: but it, it, it's different. I'm sorry. You have actually, you, you yourself have praise danced. I have, I have. Please oh. tell me there's video. I hope not. I don't think so. Oh God, I hope so. Well, so there's different types.
0: Like I grew up going to non-denominational churches. So doing it in non-denominational churches, we didn't have like face paint. Like it was literally just like ballet or like dance. Okay music. Okay. And at the time, like I was studying ballet and like dance. So and my mom was like the leader. So she
3: put me in it.
0: And
1: <laughs> you have no it, choice. Yeah, basically I had no choice.
2: And it was
0: it was more like like uh like a ballet than it was like the praise dancing that she was doing (laughs) okay
1: Uh, uh, what what i saw was more like what trinity was doing i don't think there was face paint but i can't remember and i know in this film they said it's uh praise miming so that might that might be a little different
0: uh okay well i don't i'm not familiar with the praise miming funny to me (laughs) yes (laughs) so yeah that 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 was that was the straw that did it for the audience and
1: for for her character (laughs) and and i think that was like the perfect place for her to kind of like break down and be like okay like i've i've i'm fed up because Mm -hmm. it was like literally like a vis visualization of like him and like his mistakes literally making her into a clown
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. and just and just her being like this is this is the final straw um and then then one of the, the his like victims like show up too at the yes because that was yeah because that's when she still had on the face makeup right
3: <laughs> yes. yes
1: so yeah someone um like one of his accusers uh khalil pulls up in a car and just stops right there you know trinity's trying to talk to him like hey you know khalil baby you can't hold up traffic <laughs> like please don't do this here like pleading with him to go and then i eventually, thought I, I thought that was gonna happen too honestly and mm-hmm. i was like oh i hope he shoots lee curtis and not her <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like eventually he you know gets out of the car and walks up to lee curtis who's still preaching on his megaphone and you know like at first it looks like he's about to cry and then khalil just starts laughing and he (laughs) starts going off on him about um you know like basically the things that lee curtis did to you know kind of get these boys like caught up like you know buying them gifts like apparently by Khalil, Khalil Camaro and like you know gets right up in like Lee Curtis's face and like it, like that scene also was like very heartbreaking to me to see um, you know basically him like maturing and becoming a young man and realizing he had been taken advantage of because I think he even says something like you know I thought it was just me and to yeah. find out like you know, like, he says, like, did you, did you even like me? So mm-hmm. he, it, which was also, like, very heartbreaking, like, thinking that this was actually, like, some kind of, like, intimate or romantic relationship, and then just finding out Lee Curtis was just basically using you the same way he was using a bunch of, like, you know, your fellow young congregants.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that also made me think of, like, how just, you know, people in general, I hate to say it but especially men mm-hmm. go after you know very like much younger people yeah like you know 15 20 plus years younger because typically you know those people have like less money or haven't had as much life experience so it's much easier to impress them and yeah. a lot of times those people also can't see how you know corny you are <laughs> <laughs> and you know kind of made me think about like i i I don't want to compare him to you know a pastor grooming young boys but you know the whole leonardo dicaprio thing Mm
2: -hmm. where he
1: keeps breaking up with girlfriends once they turn 25 Mm -hmm. and it's just like are you really that like i don't know shallow that you can't get someone who's over 30
2: yeah i mean it's clearly i'm
0: unfortunately I think this is kind of a stigma of the church in that you know I think it is a lot of people's story that they were groomed by an older especially if you went you lived in a smaller town yeah where you know queer people or homosexual people weren't or few and far between mm-hmm. uh you know if an older person saw a younger person in their church who was like them at that age they like yeah like it happens it happens a lot actually yeah unfortunately um so it's 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 interesting that they're telling the story this way like through humor but Mm -hmm. also getting really really serious and What did you think? I was confused by like the donuts. Like when he came, I guess, was that Khalil
1: who came back and did
0: donuts?
1: (laughs) So, okay. So yeah, so that's like, we finally get to the Sunday where they're about to open the church back up for the big reopening. And we see their quote unquote devout five come in, which we'll we'll come back to. (laughs) Um, But these five members who, you know, never left the church, whatever they come in. And Lee Curtis, like Lee Curtis and Trinity, are standing outside waiting to welcome uh, the visitors to the church. And Lee Curtis is basically hyping himself up. And he's like, you know, I know, like we're gonna get a bunch of people. They're coming to see me. They're coming to see Lee Curtis. I got a message for the people. <laughs> <Right? 100. laughs> like at least five hundred coming. And so far, nobody's come. But then, like this Mustang pulls in. And he's like, see, baby, I told you here, you know, here come the people come to hear me preach. And then the car just like stops. And then it starts doing uh, donuts in their parking lot. And like, when I saw this, I was again, like we thought with Khalil, I was like, oh, somebody's about to shoot him. (laughs) And, and I want to also note that the um, Heaven's House Church, who was planning to open on Easter, they push their new location opening up to the week before, too. Petty. and Right. And the documentarians asked them, they were like, oh, we, we didn't know. You know, we thought they were opening on Easter, so we prayed about it, and we decided to <laughs> open the week before because we knew they needed Easter. So Lee Curtis wasn't going to get them people anyway because they were going to the Heaven House new location to worship with them. But yeah, so again, nobody else is there except for the Devout Five and this Mustang. And then, like, the movie ends with Lee Curtis talking to Trinity. And he's like, Ain't that right, babe? Babe, Trin, Trin. And she's just, and there's like music playing. And she's just like zones out. And then all of a sudden the music stops. And you just hear birds chirping. And then the camera zooms into that, like, Jesus statue. Mm hmm. And so when that happened again, I was like, oh, like, did he get shot? Like, like, <laughs> I, what did, it, it was, it was like a nope ending. I was like, what, what does this mean?
3: So I, I don't know.
1: You, I was going to ask what you like made of that ending.
0: I was confused. I was like, yeah. what are, why are they doing donuts in the parking lot? Why are they shouting to them doing donuts in the parking lot? <laughs> and then, yeah, why? Even the whole part about, like, the hat where he, like, says something about the hat and she's, like, basically, like, shuts him down. Like, I guess, finally, like, using her voice and, like, taking up more space. But then, yeah. Like, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't
2: get it at all.
0: Other than, yeah. I was trying to connect it to how, like, the real person, Eddie Long,
1: died. But... Mm. I guess, listeners, if you've watched and you have any idea what that ending means, I would love to hear your thoughts because I I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, same. I'm sure someone's done a write-up
0: on it. Like, yeah. some Googles. Yes, indeed,
1: indeed. So I just wanted to circle back to a couple of things in the film. As I mentioned, the Devout Five, um, who were the members who never left the church and were just waiting for Lee Curtis to come back, we see a scene early on before they reopen where he is just per- uh, preaching to them and to Trinity. And Trinity has her eyes closed. And while he is preaching, he starts stripping. <laughs> and strips all the way down to his boxers, which I saw a lot of people commenting online. Oh, I didn't know Sterling K. Brown had all that. No. Didn't. Just, I, I thought we had a scene
0: with him in his I box. mean for.
1: i thought we had seen it on this is us maybe they didn't watch this is us but i was like i always knew he like was built but mm-hmm. but anyway so he strips down to his underwear Then <laughs> once trinity finally opens her eyes he, she's like oh oh okay let's just, you know, <laughs> put you in the water or whatever but um because he's like re-baptizing himself in this moment because he's i guess getting re-saved but one of the devout five is a little girl named aria (laughs) and her mom says that her interests are guns something else that's like i think semi-violent and then church and so she's (laughs) like so we felt like coming to church was like the safest of all of her interests (laughs) and so we see her answer a question um i can't remember what she was asked about but um after like lee curtis asks her the question and then she's getting praised for from the adults for getting it right she acts like she catches the holy spirit <laughs> and then everybody acts like they catch the holy spirit and then once we see her in her little like one-on-one interview with the documentarian she says i love the theater <laughs> <laughs> I, loved, I loved all that and
0: scene i never believe when kids be shouting Back in the day, I'd never believe yeah. <laughs> I never believed
1: them. They're always playing, or or mimicking the behavior that they saw. Yeah, I agreed. And like when kids like out like talking in tongues, yeah, you're not you're not really feeling that.
0: Yeah, no, honestly, like laying hands used to like terrify me. Like I never wanted like a preacher to like put his hands on me and like knock me down. <laughs> <laughs> I remember
2: the first time I saw it, like,
1: happen to my mom, and I was like, no, <laughs> no, no, there's <laughs> something about, I don't know, It just... Did your mom, like, fall out? Yeah, she did, oh, wow. But I feel like they have to push you, right? They have to push you. Oh, yeah, I think so. I feel like I remember, like, some sketch, <laughs> I can't remember if it was, like, Living Color or something, and it was, like, somebody, like, pushing somebody down, and they wouldn't... Oh, I think it was Ma- it was Martin. Mm. and it was when David Allen Greer was the pastor, and it was <laughs> Miss Jerry, and Miss oh, Jerry God. would go down, <laughs> started like, aggressively, like, pushing her down, like, <laughs> you gonna fall out. Um, so that's kind of, like, always what I think of when I see that.
0: You just freak me out.
1: Yeah, but that... What... I'm sorry, go ahead. I was
0: gonna say, but that little girl was funny. She
1: was, funny. She was hilarious. And thank you, because that's, that's what happened. He, like, acted like he was Uh putting hands on her and then i think she caught the holy ghost that's something that always scared me going to churches because at the kingdom hall uh you know like we don't have there's you don't believe in a holy trinity it's like Mm -hmm. everything is like a separate entity so it's Mm -hmm. like you know god jehovah and then there's jesus and then there's the holy spirit but you don't catch the holy spirit Mm-hmm. So when I would go to churches, I remember telling uh one of my high school friends who was like very churchy, I was always scared that like somebody would catch the Holy Spirit and like hit me. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'd be wild, man. But he was like, you know, if somebody is truly in it, then they won't hit you. Like they won't hurt anybody. And I'm like, but what if they're faking? Then <laughs> they can they can still hit me. So it always made me very, very nervous when I would see people catch the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it's definitely my least favorite. I, didn't, <laughs> I remember,
0: I didn't grow up going to churches like that, but when I would like go home to my grandma's church or like, you know, go to other churches and it would happen and just, yeah. it's just, it's such a spectacle. Like all you can do is just like look around like, oh my God, like what is what, what, yeah.
1: what are they doing that I'm not? <laughs> 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 oh, what in the what? And I'm so glad you brought that up because when i was watching that scene and aria said i love the theater and made me think of nope and monetizing <laughs> spectacle and i feel like that is so much of what these especially the mega churches do it's it's oh. a monetizing spectacle
2: yeah yeah
1: yeah And I, I think um
0: This movie is so timely, especially with all of the recent social media pastors that have been put on blast for Mm -hmm. their, you know, excess, (laughs) getting robbed. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Or complaining that the church didn't get you a nice enough gift. (laughs) Right. Oh, that was so fucked up.
2: Uh,
0: Or I used to follow, there was this one Instagram account where. He would post, um, just like the shoes that mega church uh pastors wore, mm. um, just like highlight how expensive <laughs> the stuff yeah. that they're wearing is. And you know, aren't these people supposed to be? You know, didn't Jesus say to be like poor, take up your cross and walk?
1: Yeah, and I, I, I feel like that's what I really liked about. Like I said, we have like a family AME Zion Church because it's small. It doesn't feel like, um, you yeah, know, it doesn't feel like people are being taken advantage of. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels like a genuine, like people coming to genuinely fellowship, Yeah, know? But but um, going to mega churches, I, there's a mega church in my, well, oh, whatever. I, I don't, I don't want to put them on blast, but there's a mega church. I went to a couple of times, uh, in my home state <laughs> and, um, I just remember I went once in high school and then I went once with someone I was dating and I the thing that really bothered me was like when people gave ties like Mm -hmm. what they do is like there's no you know there's like the little what's the what's the dish you pass to put money in what's that called collection plate collection plate thank you there's not that everyone gets up row by row to uh, walk to the front to give money. And so when I was in high school, I was just like, I'm broke. Like I'm not, <laughs> like, I'm I'm not getting up. And I feel and I was kind of like higher up, uh, you know, like in the second level or whatever. So it wasn't that big of a deal. But when I went, you know, as an adult with my ex, like I I was on the first row, or I mean I on the first level, and I just I had so much anxiety. I'm like, if everybody's gonna get up and I'm sitting here i was like i'm a visitor like i'm not giving y'all money like i don't go here <laughs> yeah. so i like I, I didn't know what to do so like i took an I, I just grabbed an envelope and it was empty and i walked up and- <laughs> but i feel like that's like a way to like peer pressure people into like giving money because you're like if you're still sitting there it's like you're very clear like everybody's seeing you not give money whereas like a lush plate. And you know one or two people beside you saying you not give money. <laughs> I, f- I feel like it's a very strategic tactic to peer pressure uh, people into money. Definitely
0: is. Definitely is. That's funny. I'm <laughs> sure <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people have done that.
1: <laughs> I feel oh, like ab- Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Speak of the holy if this is too personal you don't have to answer. hmm Have you ever caught the Holy Ghost? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just just wondering. No, not my thing. (laughs) I was just wondering because I just I don't fully understand I guess how it works. So I was just
0: you know I think you just give in. I I don't. I don't give in. It seems very freeing, you know?
2: Yeah, I mean it seems like people are having having road. Do good what time. you are. Yeah. People just kinda make sure you don't hurt yourself. <laughs> right. Right.
0: <laughs> now um, what's the no what what is uh, can be irritating is like when everybody else is like calmed down and it's like that one person <laughs> who's still like going
1: at go it, out in the back
2: still ho- hooting and hollering and like preacher sure is trying to like
1: keep the service moving <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and I also wanted to ask like do you know of any scandals I guess in your hometown of Raleigh or anywhere that you lived oh yeah there's there's always a, a bunch Oh, what well, I mean more like with the like pastors, not just like within the congregation.
2: Yeah, like oh <laughs> damn,
0: the pastor was like you know sleeping with women in the church, like the secretary, the like you know his entourage of men who were like leaders of like the worship band. They were cheating on their wives.
2: It was, you know damn the whole thing. Or
0: even more recently, down the street in D.C., I think, a uh, well-known church in this area. The preacher and his wife got a divorce because he was cheating.
3: And Damn. he's still
0: he's still leading the church. I don't know if the wife is still a member of the church, but
1: he's still leading it. I mean, I'll say from what I've heard about that church, at least it sounds like they preach a, you know, somewhat progressive ministry. So, I mean, it's still... I mean, don't get me wrong. Cheating's still not good because you you were in a committed marriage, but it's not quite the same as you know preachers who, you know, condemn a lot of a lot of things and then get caught sinning.
0: Sure, he talked about adultery. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I guess he might have. I just I I have friends who go to that church, and I've I've been told about how you know progressive is you know with like lgbt stuff and whatever so but yeah he probably did talk about adultery <laughs> yeah and i
2: i had friends who
0: that's how i found out about the scandals Them talking about it and them like having the dilemma of like
2: should we continue to go here
0: or wow should we go somewhere else
2: they ultimately stayed but yeah damn it's yeah they're there i mean pastors are regular people and
0: i think anytime especially when you get to like mega church level where like this is paying your salary and you're living very well off of it yeah the same syndrome is like you know ceo or like hedge fund manager they're Mm -hmm. men of means wealth and Mm -hmm. power and influence and they get drunk
1: off that like everybody else yeah yeah there were a few things in my hometown i remember a church it wasn't the biggest church in my town, but like a pretty big black church um in Charlotte that my friend went to and I think the guy got arrested. The the preacher got arrested for I think money stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and then there was a rumor that like a preacher at another church was having uh a relationship with a local politician who was also male
3: Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah. And yeah and then <laughs> at uh my grandma's church it wasn't not at all a mega church but I guess you know he was still skimming money and ended <laughs> up going to jail for uh several years And it was very crazy because uh, my grandma always cooked Sunday dinner, always. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of Sundays I would go over and he would be there. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty crazy once he got arrested. um, And I think she ended up switching to a different church.
0: Wow.
1: So, yeah, man. I think on top of just, you know, the judgmental part, I think that's a big part of why a lot of people of our generation and like Gen Z Know, feel some kind of way about organized religion because it's like, why am I going to put my trust in someone when there's so many religious leaders who, you know, do this kind of backhanded stuff? Yeah,
0: that, or you grew up in a church where people were horrible to you, mm, I <laughs> or think about to that. your family, or people in your family. It's like, you know, the people who are supposed to be a reflection of God's love here on earth or
1: yeah, the
0: ones that can do a lot of harm. And
1: yeah, really
0: turn people away from the religion is like when you have negative experiences with people in church because it's like that's what you're going there for, like the fellowship.
1: <laughs> yeah. So as I said, I did watch that little, like whatever interview with Regina Sterling and the Ebo twins. Uh-huh. And um, they mentioned that I thought it was really interesting, like a lot of um you know there's a lot of improv in the movie, which I guess isn't that surprising, especially with like Regina being such a comedian, but like one of the early scenes where Regina is sitting in one of the pews and she's talking, she says something about like a rat, do you remember that part? uh-huh, and so that was all that was all improv, that was all Regina. And so um I believe I can't remember which twin it is. I think it might be Adama who was like the screenwriter. And she was like, that wasn't the opening at all. But like when Regina said that I thought it fit so perfectly, I left it in and I was like, forget what I wrote. <laughs> like this is this is what we're going with. And then also um the side of uh the road scenes, they say like <laughs> a lot of that was improv. And like, do you remember when um when Lee Curtis says, you know what that is? That's ego. And ego means edging God out. <laughs> that was, Sterling came up with that. Because she was like, um, the script ended with uh, that's ego. And then he added that part in. And the knuck If You Buck scene, which <laughs> I think, what did
0: you say? I started the movie with uh, the Mafia. <laughs> that was I can't remember I've been popping my collar popping my My collar collar,
1: yeah I think that was great because they were so uh, braggadocious that was like a very great (laughs) opening song but Nuck of You Buck it was like you know they're trying to get their church back they're trying to get their congregation back and so I feel like Nuck of You Buck is truly like a rallying cry and like a song of persistence for like yeah. so many of us like it's the perfect song to get you hyped to you know fight whatever's in your way but I was really shocked in this interview with the four of them uh the interviewer was like you know did you already know the lyrics did you have to brush up on them Sterling said he had no idea the song existed wow and I was like how and what it was is-
3: Older, but still. He's
1: not. No, he's not that much older. Because wow. when when of you But came out, he had to have been like no later than like mid twenties. Wow. Yeah. And so, uh Virginia said she didn't know of it either. Whoa. Right. And Sterling. Is it a college thing? Is it a club <laughs> thing? Well, Sterling. Apparently, maybe it's like an East Coast thing. Because Sterling was like. Regina Hall is from D.C. Is she from D? Wait, Regina Hall's from D.C.? I know Taraji's from D.C. Is she not from She definitely
0: has a PG County, uh, you know, know, accent.
1: I know Taraji is from here. Uh, wow, she is from here. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, you can hear it. She has a D.C. accent. You know I can't hear I can't hear her oh, like It has to be very strong for me to hear it. But yeah, Sterling was like, we must have been living in LA for too long and listening to West Coast rap. Wow. Because I, I thought of You Buck was nationwide, but maybe it's only on the East Coast.
0: Not possible.
1: No, no. Cry Mom, they were a group. They toured. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I agree with you. I was, I was shocked. I definitely thought they were going to be like, oh yeah, I knew most of it. And I just had to refresh my memory. I was, i get <laughs> i cannot believe it
0: yeah maybe it's a college and club scene thing
1: maybe the clubs in la weren't playing it i don't,
0: I don't
2: know that's crazy
0: maybe,
1: maybe yeah maybe the clubs in la weren't playing it but i definitely don't think it was a an age thing wow so that
0: that's a sad fact they should have kept that to themselves i, know,
1: I, I was a little disappointed i'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> <laughs> Well yeah, do you have anything else on Hunt for Jesus? Save your soul.
2: Huh?
0: Nope.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. My soul is saved. Cause I haunt. <laughs> <laughs> I just I wonder what like the reaction from the Saints is on this movie. Yeah, that's um, yeah. I, mean, I don't I know. I feel like they'd be that's, real mad.
0: Oh yeah. They're cursing, they're yeah no mm-hmm. they don't like it and they talking about uh sexual abuse and grooming in the church no yeah yeah don't like it
1: yeah <clears throat> mm-hmm. all right well what do you have your eyes on this week cam um
0: I, feel like I didn't watch that much this week i don't know if i've been so busy lately um I did watch the finale, season finale of Seeking Sister Wife. <laughs> and
1: Okay, okay, on the commercial I saw something where it looks like there's like a white couple and it looks like maybe one of the wives is left and it's very dramatic and I wanted to know what happened.
0: Yes. So,
1: there I forget
0: the name of this couple, but it's like uh maybe it's the the guy's name is Garrett. And I forget what the wife's name is, but they had been courting this woman in Brazil for like three years. He had divorced his wife so that he could bring this other Brazilian woman to the US on a K1 visa. So he had to divorce his wife in order to do that. Um, they got married, I think, in Brazil. They were doing the process, her visa got approved, COVID hit, you know, all that they weren't sure like if she was going to make it there and while like COVID was happening and while like her visa was in limbo they started dating other women and and she got pissed off about it and she was like really hurt and basically was like you know I don't how are y'all already courting another woman I haven't even made it here yet you know my visa's in limbo right Um, and so she basically decides not to come to the US like once her visa gets approved. And it's just so dramatic, like <laughs> <laughs> because like when they find out, it's clearly like them filming themselves, not like the camera crew is there, you know, it's on like cell phone vintage footage. footage. Mm-hmm. And it's the wife finding out in the way mm-hmm. this woman cries, you would have thought one of her kids died. Like <laughs> 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 just it was so dramatic she was like i thought you were my sister she was like we were
2: supposed to share a room together share a room share a room
0: (laughs) um so she's like getting pissed off about it um like being really dramatic the man who like married her was kind of like emotionless which kind of creepy Um, but she was like devastated I think it was all acting personally because Mm. in like another scene later she's like you know maybe God is telling us we maybe we don't need to live this life like should we question this do you think oh wow (laughs) and then he's like no 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 it's it's fine so that was that was wild just like watching this woman like act a complete fool over this and come to find out like she probably was like the lady in Brazil was probably scamming them in that they were giving her like large sums of money she was probably like oh y'all are gonna get another wife i'm probably not gonna get these bigger checks no more so she was probably over it but Mm. wild i'm sure this couple will be back (laughs) dating someone else Mm
1: -hmm. um so i've been watching that um, okay, what happened with the black guy uh with the two or three white wives? And he would just stay home and learn stuff on the internet. <laughs> 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 oh, that's, that's
0: literally what he did. <laughs> um, so he got married to the chick they're recording. One of his wives is pregnant, and they're trying, I think they are like actively dating a fourth woman and like trying, trying to-,
1: to get another one. Oh yeah. He's, oh my he's God.
0: committed to this plus size white woman life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just I I still don't get it. He's not even working. I don't get what the appeal is. He's not working. He's not that
0: attractive. He is the lamest of the lame. If you see this pimp suit he pulled out mm. to get married, and it was like so flashy with like the you know those like uh, fake Christian Louboutins with like the like diamond encrusted toe. Yes, just tacky, 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 tacky. Oh, but God. what I what I was shocked is that like his black family actually like supports his life. Like they were at the wedding. <laughs> they were like the main ones. Oh wow! And, like completely supporting it. I'm like, this is crazy. That is crazy um what else have i been watching uh the real housewives atlanta Mm -hmm. has that reunion yes we have part one of that reunion
1: right Mm -mm. we had the finale so the reunion should come on tomorrow
0: oh i don't know why i'm thinking part of the reunion already happened maybe i'm confusing with dubai Dubai. (laughs) that reunion has wrapped up which um how did they just casually drop that caroline Stanberry's name is in jeffrey epstein's yo
1: book? yo yo like because when lisa was like you were friends with like jeffrey epstein and andy was like were you and she was like i met them and then she said we were good friends or i was good friends with that group and yes, like, and then they showed a little clip of her name, like in the little book or whatever. Like what? Yes,
0: like she said it. We were really good friends. Like she said it a couple of times. You know, we were really good friends with like people. Yeah.
1: Like how do we gloss over this? Yeah. Yeah, we talking about like i'm bringing a goat and lemons. Like no, no, no. Let's let's talk about this.
0: Yeah, I'm not a. I'm was carolyn Stanberry someone else before this show because i i
1: feel like they talk
0: about her as if she was on like another reality show or like we
1: supposed to they had bravo is. had a show called like ladies of london or something in london and she was on that show oh so, yeah
2: i'm like
1: who is this woman
0: why why would she think she's the queen bee of this show
1: i mean i i didn't watch the london show <laughs> um i don't know like i i've She's a little bit annoying, but, like, Caroline Brooks get on, gets on my nerves more than anybody else on the cast.
2: I don't know. Brooks and
0: Ion's relationship is just so entertaining to me. I just, I, I do not care for Brooks. I don't like Caroline. I just, she's a 50-year-old influencer.
1: Oh, Stanberry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know. Brooks is just so... I just feel like she always she stay making a mountain out of a molehill. Oh yeah. She's always drunk. Oh yeah, that might be it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what else am I watching? Oh uh, the new Thor that came to Disney Plus. I had already seen it in theaters, but I watched it again.
1: Oh good. I need to watch it. I didn't know it was on Disney Plus yet. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, that's about it. That's all I got. What about you? <laughs> well, you took some of my thunder because I was gonna talk about <laughs> the Real Housewives of Atlanta season finale of the Shiba Sheree fashion show. So <laughs> we have already discussed that in detail. Um and then the Dubai Reunion. So Grace and Frankie, speaking of Jane Fonda on Netflix, uh big fan of that show and they put out the first I think five episodes of the final season. And then they waited a few months to put out the rest of them. And I've been putting off watching because, as I've said before, I have a very hard time with series finales.
3: So <laughs> I just <laughs> didn't
1: want it to be over. But I finally started watching uh, the last, like, 10 or so episodes of the final season. And it's it has not disappointed. It's very hilarious. Okay i am like i think a week or so behind but you know there's like a new love after lockup season right
2: <laughs> yes i watch
1: are you watching
0: <laughs> i watched the first or it's life after lockup right
1: yes you're right this is life after lockup yeah i watched like two
0: episodes and i said i can't do it i can't i can't no do it <laughs> you, you put me on to it you gotta do it <laughs> it's just getting so ridiculous did you see
1: uh what's his name Deontay? Oh, that man! That is man. dating um Destiny. No, not sorry, not Destiny. What I can't think of that. Girl's I don't name. even Sarah Destiny. Somebody Destiny's the La- Las Vegas one.
0: <laughs>
1: so I'm like, you know, unstable. inmate. <laughs> <laughs> oh Deontay just like his mom said that dropped you on your head when you were a baby I think she did
0: but it's like at this point it's for a check like I just can't believe that you put yourself through this like this is this is you trying to stay relevant on this show
1: yeah he is he is something else the last thing I want to mention is just the U.S. Open have you been watching any of it
0: uh, no, but I hear your boy from uh, this area doing well.
1: Well, he lost last night, so oh, <laughs> he's out now. That, yeah, Francis, uh, Tiafo, he's from Hydesville, Maryland, and yeah, went all the way beat um Rafael Nadal, but unfortunately lost in the semifinals last night. Very close game, it came down to the very last set um he did a great job I was very proud of Francis I was really hoping he could make it to the final but still you know he's only 24 so he has a lot of years left um but yeah I just I'm a big tennis fan so I've been watching the U.S. Open nonstop. like this is the most I've watched it and mainly it was because uh you know Serena announced that you know she was she's been pretty vague about it but the just is like she's retiring or about to retire or winding down, whatever. So, you know, in case this is her last grand slam, um, I've been very tuned in, watched all of her matches, was very sad. She went out um last week. And then after her, I was going for Coco goff but she went out like I think like the round after that. So yeah. Um, but it's been really good, you know, watching them. Um the three of them and then Naomi Osaka, who I think she went out second round. But yeah, it's just it's it's just been very good tennis. And I went to the US Open like in person last year. and I'm like, damn, I wish I would have waited till this year so I could have seen Serena, but you know, still still very glad to watch her on TV. So it's been a true delight watching so much good tennis. I didn't
2: realize it was still
0: ongoing. I thought it was, it was like over
1: last
0: weekend
1: well the did the women I honestly like after after Coco was off I kind of fell off of like the women's side so I don't know if the women played their final today or if it's tomorrow but I know the men's final is tomorrow
2: Mm. so yeah
1: so yeah it's it's uh just two weeks long yeah But yeah, that is it for me. So thank you all so much for listening. Please uh, follow us on social media. We are on Instagram and Facebook at Their Eyes Were Watching TV, all one word, and on Twitter and TikTok at TEWWTV Podcast. Also, please do not forget to rate and subscribe um, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also listen to our show on Amazon Music, Pandora, and Podbean. Anything else for you before we go, Cam?
2: No. Till next time. Adios. <laughs> Hasta la luego. Hasta la vista. Baby.